Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. It is Jay Scott. It is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Hope everyone's staying healthy, staying safe. Uh, for a lot of the country, this coming week and next is going to be a pretty rough week. I hope everybody's hunkered down. I hope everyone's been to the grocery store and got what they need, got what they wanted, got what they need, and uh, is preparing themselves to not leave the house, at least in the upper part of the Midwest and parts of the East Coast, namely Chicago, Michigan, uh, New York, obviously, New Jersey, Maryland. So there's some places that are really going to be affected, and it's going to peak. The coronavirus, COVID-19, is going to peak over the next uh, 7 to 14 days. So keep all of us in your thoughts. Forever you're listening, I hope you're doing the same as well. well you know, Whether you're living here in the States I know there's listeners from across the country or around the globe. I know I've got listeners all over the place. So if you're in Indonesia or if you're in Sweden or you're in Germany, Spain, wherever, Italy, hope you're doing well out there. You know, we're all in this together, even though we're not together per se. Uh, we all have to do our part. We all have to do what we need to do to help get rid of it and support one another. I know these are stressful times. I know people are lack of a better term, freaking out, you know, um, and we all have our moments where we get a little worried about loved ones and we get worried about ourselves. So just, you know, please do your best to, you know, remain calm and know that we're going to get through this. And if you do what people say to do, keep your social distance, stay in the house, you'll be okay. And don't forget to be social too. I know I've mentioned it now. In a, in a couple of shows previous to this, uh, get on the phone and call someone. Don't rely on text. Don't rely on social media. Have a conversation. Fill that social need that you have. You know, if you start isolating yourself and not talking, you may feel worse. And we don't want you to go through that. So reach out to a loved one. Reach out to someone who makes you laugh or has the ability to tell you a joke and make you feel good about yourself. That's important. And if that can't happen... Enjoy one of uh, your hobbies that you know you enjoy, whether it's listening to music, whether it's making music, whether it's watching movies, whether it's reading, writing, whatever. Let your creative side out there and use that as an outlet, or even if it's you know crocheting or knitting or whatever. Keep your mind busy. Keep yourself busy. It is so important, and 
it kind of ties into the topic that we're going to talk about today. I'd like to welcome back Christy Eagle from California, from Orange County. What's going on, Christy? How you been? Hi, Jay. So, uh, I've been hunkered down. You know, I've been passing the time by practicing guitar, and I can almost play one song all the way through now, and it, it actually is Come As You Are by Nirvana, and thinking about Kurt today. So uh, that's what I've been doing, you know, and it's really helping me. So I hope everybody finds something. Um, you said do arts and crafts. You know what? Um, making masks. Now the CDC has recommended uh, all Americans uh, put a mask down when they were going outside. So uh, if anybody can make masks, that's something you guys can get busy doing, you know. Put on some music, um, you know, maybe some sound garden, <laughs> for example, and uh, make some masks for uh, your friends and your family. That's a great idea. And that is so needed, too, and it helps you you know, be part of the cause and be part of helping people during this time as well, whether it's a healthcare worker, a first responder, whether it's a loved one, a family member, a neighbor down the street, whatever, you know, people do need this stuff. There's a shortage across the country. Uh, This is serious, folks. I mean, this is not something to just be blasé about and just kind of dismiss as some, you know, overreaction of, of our government or of our, you know, of the population, of the media, whatever. This is really happening. And if you're, you know, if you're watching the news and you don't believe it's going to hit where you're living, it has a good chance eventually to get there. So, you know, take precaution. Definitely. You know, even, even let's just say you're right. Let's just say the per, you know, you're right. And this is an overreaction. It's always better to do too much than to be doing too little because oh, yeah. you never know. I've been doing a lot of reading currently reading the Phil Lynott autobiography, Cowboy Song. So that's been keeping me busy here as well, plus recording some episodes. So more to come and you know, more for you guys to listen to and, and keep your mind off stuff. But My motto is it's always better to have something and not need it than need something and not have it. So I believe in prep. That's what I, and you know, so if you already have that guideline, right? So you're prepared for whatever may come your way and if you don't need it that's okay you've got a prep kit and you know, i live in southern california so i've had many emergencies i've had to evacuate i've had go bags for the wildfires and i live on top of a little hill which is like tinder so you know during fire season my go bag is like right by the door in my car and my car is always gassed up and ready to go and i live in earthquake country and we had an earthquake last year that literally my whole apartment felt like it was on a wave and that freaked everybody out. And so again, you know, if you're smart, you've got your go bag and, and it's ready to go. And it's not being paranoid. It's just being, I think, smart and prepared. Exactly. You know, common sense, allow common sense exactly. to filter throughout your brain and guide you to what you need to be doing. Exactly. Apply common yeah. sense, you know? I mean, yeah. don't be going to parties. Don't be going to nope. the park. Don't be sending your kid over for a sleepover. It's no. serious, folks. And the more you do, the more the, the more of a chance it's going to go away. If you, exactly. if you are one of those people who don't believe what's going on, it's never going to go away. And the, the likelihood of, of affecting someone that you love grows greater and greater the more people don't do what they should be doing. 
exactly. We we need a vaccine and we need herd immunity. That's not going to happen for about 12 to 18 months. So we're going to have to ride this out. And in the meantime, we're going to kind of just have to reconfigure the way uh, we do things. And one of the things that has me kind of depressed is that, you know, I love seeing live music. And I usually go three times a week, you know, and I also had tickets to Pearl Jam both here and in Europe and obviously safety first and that's been canceled. But it made me realize and all my friends were calling me, all my friends are musicians, working musicians. And now they're, they have been out of work now for three weeks and it's reaching, you know, kind of a critical point for them. And a lot of them are suffering from mental health issues, you know, on top well, obviously being driven in a large part by financial issues. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, that leads us to our topic. Um, we've been, Christy and I have been talking about this topic now for a few months. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that we understood the subject matter that we were going to talk about as best we could. We are not doctors. We are not advising nope. anyone on what they should nope. do. Uh, we're just nope. giving you information, and we're giving you information about musicians, people in the music industry. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. about a survey that was done in June of 2018. Well, it was put out in June of 2018, and it was right. compiled uh, for, for a whole year of musicians, over 1,200 musicians, working musicians. It was put out by... Mira, the Music Industry Research Association, and it partnered with Princeton University, their research um, institution, along with Music Cares. And Christy can speak more about Music Cares than I can and what they do, and we'll get to that. But in essence, this was a survey of working musicians on mental health issues. There's other things in the survey. There's stuff on sexual harassment, as well, and we're, we'll focus on that at another time. But today, we're going to talk about the mental health issue of musicians and how it affects them, and where and why things ha- happen, and where it relates to the current population of people who are not musicians. Uh, it's a pretty serious thing in the industry, and it's something yeah. that, that should not just be scoffed at or something that should not be dismissed. It's it's pretty important. It's pretty big. I mean, we all know musicians that have taken their own life. We are recording this mm-hmm. on the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. Mm-hmm. Um, but an artist doesn't necessarily have to take their own life by suicide. There are a lot of artists that have taken their own life through drug abuse. Okay? Right. Um, and that all relates to mental health issues. And we're going to dive yeah. into as much as we can over the next hour or so 50 minutes or so and you know the first thing that you know we're going to talk about is how a musician makes a living and most musicians make their living from three components and the biggest component is playing live and that's what christy just talked about with her friends no one's playing live anymore and no no one's making any money as a result of that and the stress yeah. for the musicians right now has to be off the charts because they don't know when they're going to be playing live and they don't know 
how much they're going to be making and how far in the hole, how far in debt they're going to be as a result of this. And most musicians, before they do have any type of success, are in debt because they try to finance their careers on credit cards and whatnot. But a lot of them are in debt because they're chasing a dream. They're chasing what they love. They want to do what they love. And yeah. right, or, right or wrong on the approach, that's just the fact. So we're going to dive into, you know, the mental part of being a musician and being in the industry and how not playing live at this point affects them, the thoughts that they yeah. have and the percentage of, of musicians who have thoughts about harming themselves. I think it's at 11% of yeah. musicians, I mean, have thoughts of harming themselves compared to almost the rest. 12. Of, yeah, almost 12%, you know, and, yeah. and compared to the rest of the population, which is about three and a half percent, that's, that's pretty alarming. So, yeah. So, um, 81% of musicians in 2017 earned money from live events. Uh, live performing was by, um, it was the biggest percentage of how they earned money. Um, and the average musician um, in 2017 was uh, making between twenty and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. That was from 2012 to 2017, and that same sample reported making about thirty-five thousand dollars in 2017. And you know, um, that's below poverty line, basically. So they have to supplement, and most of them do have other jobs or music was um, a sidekick um, or they have a spouse or a partner who, you know, could help them make rent. Um, but performing live by far was the number one way that uh, musicians, working musicians are uh, earning money. And with that drying up, what had to ha- happen, I mean, but before that, even without the COVID thing happening and being and them losing the ability to perform live, um, they were still, the numbers show suffering from things like anxiety and depression at such high rates that they were almost, you know, two-thirds higher than um, the average um, population uh, with um, depression and anxiety being the two top. I'm trying to find those statistics. They're, they're really high, though. And, of course, you know, musicians uh, often self-medicate with alcohol or drugs, um, the non-musician population. So when you kind of look at everything together with a loss of income and with um, high numbers of alcohol and drug addiction, um, we kind of have to look at, you know, how we can help and what we can do to help our friends who are working musicians. And that's also a tough thing right now, too, because, you know, we just saw on the news late last week that 10 million people just filed for unemployment. So, yeah. you know, the, the resources and the disposable income that people may use to do what you just said and help people out. That's going to be right. more difficult to come by too, as well. And you know, not to not to be a complete downer. That's just the facts. Um, you know, 
Exactly. You know, it, it, it's 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 tough out there, and you know, you 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 couple the not performing and not making any money to the stress of what can happen with this virus and mm-hmm. what's going to happen, the unknown. It is, and, exactly. how, and also how long? How long is this going to be? And no one really knows. I mean, people are talking about the end of April. I've got news for you, people. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I don't have any inside information. But if you think May first, we're all going to be able to walk outside and, and and freely go about our business, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, it's going to be a lot longer than than April thirtieth. And I don't again mean to be the bearer of bad news. It's just all things are pointing to that, and that is going to become our reality. When we talk about anxiety and we talk about mm-hmm. depression, we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the working musician. Mm-hmm. A lot of musicians are hungry. You know, we, we don't see those faces like we see the faces on TV or on YouTube or the Twitter pages and the Facebook pages. We, and a lot of them are hungry, too, that do have that stuff. But, you know, I'm talking about the bigger, bigger names, you know, the big name musicians. They also suffer exactly. from anxiety and depression, but it's on a different level. You know, I mean, right. they, they, they've been dealing with it since they were hungry musicians. And that, unfortunately, never really goes away unless you treat it, unless you, you know, learn how to handle it and you need assistance to learn how to handle it. However, most of them handle it through drugs and alcohol, like Christy just said, to learn to cope yeah. with, with the anxiety and the depression. The anxiety is right. caused by a lot of different things. You know, if you're a musician, think about you trying to write a hit song or trying mm-hmm. to find the next gig, trying to line up. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're a studio musician, trying to hook on with a producer that has his own guys or, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a record company that has their own set of studio musicians, hired guns for, you know, to go in a studio and cut an album. You know, and, and, yeah. and you know, uh, sometimes people are independent contractors. I mean, we've all heard and or seen that um, documentary Hired Gun. There's a lot more musicians that are a part of that. And a lot of, a lot of that is steady income because they get paid. They're on retainer a lot of times. Um, but a lot of them are not, especially with smaller studios. The other fact, you, exactly. know, you know, the other fact with anxiety is... You know, we wrote one song. Now I got to write another song. Am I going to have enough material? Are people going to come see me? Are my folks going to approve of this? Is my family going to approve of this? You know, all that goes into it. Yeah. The numbers are staggering. 71% of the survey um, suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. And 69% suffer from depression. Those are like staggering numbers. So even on a good day in 2017, when life was happy and things were moving forward, um, musicians were suffering from these on a daily basis. And you know that's that's seven out of ten. Um, so if you think of seven out of ten musicians uh, suffering from some sort of uh, mental health issue, that's a staggering number. And you know. I have a feeling that, you know, if they were to sample people now in this industry, it would maybe be nine out of ten or maybe all of them. I mean, I'm sure wealthy musicians are very 
uh, popular and have made it and, you know, are really famous and have houses around the world, what have you. I'm sure they're doing all okay uh, financially, but they might still be suffering from depression. You know, I don't think that success is necessarily makes you immune from that. When you become um, successful, you have a different set of stresses, right? I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. you know, P. Diddy uh, coined the phrase "more money, more problems," and exactly. you know, so it doesn't exactly. go away because you live in a big mansion on the hills and you drive, <laughs> you know, a Ferrari. It, 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 there's other issues that that compound the depression, it's, and especially if you have a substance abuse problem as you are right. gaining success. You know, um, exactly. that's a very tough thing to overcome too, as well, and that's a direct correlation of the mental health issues. Exactly. One musician uh, referred to uh, the depression as, quote, the crushing waves of self-doubt and insecurity around creating art for a living. So these people do create art and make music for a living, and they have it hard to begin with, and now it's even harder. Um, so that those are the problems, right? Well, um, yeah. Some of them. Some I of mean, them. there are others. Yeah, some of them. But, you know, when you think about the musician, right, a person who's creative is more times than not a perfectionist, meaning it's it's never going to be good enough in their eyes. Right. You know, right. it's it's always going to be a work in progress. Exactly. And they're never happy with it. They never think it's good enough. Um sure. You know, they had they they doubt themselves and they doubt their talents constantly, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's why they turn to alcohol and drugs because it it mm-hmm. it helps them mask that feeling. You know, it helps them exactly. it, it helps them appear to have a sense of confidence when in reality most of them seventy percent of them, as this survey does show are crumbling inside, are doubting themselves inside. Yeah. But you'd never guess right. it. You'd never know, right? I mean, I mean, who knew that guy, uh, uh, someone like a Kurt Cobain or someone like a, uh-uh. a Chris Cornell, uh-uh. you know, would be having these thoughts um, of suicide? I've, I've yeah. you know, discussed Chris Cornell in the past about his suicide, but, you know, how, uh. how the, 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 the medication he was on may have affected his thinking. But... Yeah. You know, it's it's just a difficult thing to realize and a difficult thing to appreciate as a music fan who may not suffer from these debilitating mental health issues, right. but they exist in their reality. Right. And one of the problems that musicians have had in, in reaching out for help is because they're um, in a population that is underserved by health insurance, Right. So if you're making $35,000 a year as a full-time musician, uh, most likely you are an independent contractor. You're on a 1099 situation. You don't have an employer. And in America, uh, we receive our health insurance through our employer, right? Uh, The um, Affordable Health Care Act, really did help a lot of working musicians and they were able to provide health insurance for themselves through self, you know, being self-employed and that's great. That's been under pressure lately, as you know. Um, so they've had very limited resources um, for treating drug addiction, for 
reaching out with thoughts of suicide or depression or anxiety, and they really haven't had, you know, a go-to place to turn to and been on their own. And, you know, and, and like you said, you know, even people at the peak of their stardom can come to this and take their own lives. So um, it's a serious problem. And there are some people out there trying to help right now. And, and that's kind of the news that I want to impart that there is really help right now. And that if you are a musician suffering, um, that there are some resources. And I'm going to, I have a bunch of links. I've been doing research and I'm going to send them to you, Jay, so you can um, add them to the podcast so that people can reach out, especially to Music Care. And Music Care is for a long time. It's uh, through the uh, Recording Academy of Arts and Sciences, which in the past I have not been too happy about. Uh, However, they do a great job with this, and they do have resources for people suffering addiction and depression, and you can reach out to them. And I would encourage everybody to do that. And right now, across um, all your social medias, you're going to see Music Cares doing all kinds of events um, so people can perform live, uh, streaming from their couches and their living rooms. And they have a donate button that people who are still working, and fortunately I'm one of them, can make a donation. And, you know, like even 10 or 12 bucks is going to help um to add, add, collectively add to this uh, fund that can really help musicians right now. It's very important. You know, Music Cares is a great resource for musicians at any level to reach yeah. out if they do need help. And I, I, I don't want this to be lost in the conversation. If you are a musician and you are being affected by what's going on right now uh, and you are your stress level exactly. is at a whole nother level. Please reach out to Music Cares. Uh, please reach out yeah. to those resources. I, we will have links with the post on uh, this podcast when it is released. And mm-hmm. rather than give you the the um, the Heroes links right or, or whatever, yeah. they'll be in, they'll be in the description of this podcast, and they will also be on any post in social media. But please, if you are listening to this and you have been feeling down because of what's been going on um, and, and you do know that you have a problem with anxiety and depression, please go reach out to these resources that are there to help you and guide you and hopefully find a place where you can feel comfortable enough to talk about your issues and talk about what's going on. Exactly. Um, and I'm also going to include a link there for um, all the other people that are in the music industry that support musicians, uh, the backline, as it's called. And those are the people who are the roadies and the techs and the lighting guys and the sound engineers and the producers and who help, uh, you know, dri- uh, tour drivers, things like that, who help music- musicians perform live and do their job. And so there's a whole industry behind that because, you know, when you walk into a club or a concert, you know, the musicians are going to come out and do their thing, and that's their job. But the people doing the rigging, they showed up the day before, you know, especially if it's a big tour. If it's a small tour, it's usually the sound guy who, you know, that's his day job, right? 
he works at, you know, Stillwater down here in Dana Point, and he, and I know the lighting and sound guy there, and, you know, he has a family, and, um, you know, he's out of work, too. So I'm going to provide some links um, to help people in that particular industry as well. That is a huge thing, too, as well. I, that, that I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we're talking about all these tours being canceled, whether it's Pearl Jam. I'm going to make an assumption that every tour this summer is probably going to be canceled in every festival. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. don't see them moving forward with any shows or concerts. Um, I, and I hope I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you, please feel free to let me know that I'm wrong. But, you know, yeah. we're, we're in April right now, the beginning of spring. And we're going to be locked down, at least in Chicago and, and I know California and in other places, New York, New Jersey, are going to be locked down till at least April 30th. I expect it to extend into June, especially here in Chicago. Yeah. And once that's, you know, I mean, you have to, you can't just keep your fingers crossed as a promoter or a venue that, well, it might be June 15th. So if we're in July, you know, we should be good. You got to make the call yeah. soon. So expect over the next yeah. 30 days, a lot of these tours and festivals to be canceled. Yeah. Um, you know, because people have bought airfare, people have bought hotel rooms and people are just, you know, I mean, are they going to want to uh-huh. do all this stuff? So it's yeah. going to be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, were, you were talking before I'm, we started, you know, what your plans were for the summer and how that they're pretty much yeah. not going to happen. And I know yeah. I had ca- ca- tickets to a lot of concerts too this summer. And, yeah. you know, even, even if we're back to quote unquote normal, whatever that means after this, I don't even know if I even want to go to any shows. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat. So this is going to extend at least into fall. And And, and so that, that puts these musicians and everybody around it really in a hole for an extended period of time. And I, and I mean, I personally don't suffer from depression, but this year, this time for the first time in my life, you know, and I'm an old lady now, I'm feeling a little depressed, and I'm not for myself and my loss of of my plans. But I mean, safety first, right? Is is a horrible thing that's happening. But so many people are their livelihood, their career, their dreams are just poof gone, right? And and like you said, even if we can get back. We're probably going to still have to social distance, and you know how are you going to do that at a Pearl Jam concert, for example? You know that that's not going to happen. I mean, you, people who love music love to get together and listen to music together, shoulder to shoulder. You know, and that's probably not going to bounce back for a while. And so I I think that like helping musicians right now I think is a great idea but I think we have to have some kind of um, sustainable plan to get them through the next year, year and a half as well I agree, I I just don't know what the end of this is going to look like and because we know so little about COVID-19, you know, we don't know how, if it's going to come back in the fall and, you know, I don't don't want to go to a 3,000 Cedar, you know, general admission show and have everybody be on top of each other when there's not a vaccine. I mean, that's just smart. Yeah. Um, Right. You know, I ran a poll earlier this week 
how soon before you start going to concerts or sporting events and the majority 40% because there were four options there was zero uh, there was right away there were zero to six months uh, six to 12 months or six months plus and then not until there's a vaccine not until there was a vaccine was the lowest uh, um, on the choices and number one was right away at 40% and I was kind of shocked by that because there's going to be a lot of people dying over these next two weeks a lot of people dying over the next two weeks and I don't and maybe that'll change Maybe that answer will change after these next 14 days because it's, it's going to be devastating. I don't know if um, people really understand how big this is and how, how bad it's going to be. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the bright side of that poll. I don't remember when I voted, but I, I think it was 12 months or something, but if 40% voted right away, um, so this is good news for musicians. That means that their audience is still there and their audience is willing to come out as soon as possible and support them. So I think that if I was a working musician, which I will never be, I will never be good enough. But if I were and I saw that poll, I'd be like, oh, that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because I know is that if miraculously everything clears up in six months or whatever my my fans and my people are going to come out and support me and to me that would be good news and if I can extrapolate that if it is 12 to 18 months I think that audience is still going to be there and even more pent up to go out and support their bands and see live music so maybe that's a little bit of good news Maybe I agree. Yeah, I mean, you could look at that as a positive, and and yeah, I, I you know what that means. I don't know though. I mean, like what what you know what what's people's vision of when things get back to normal? You know, are they are they? Oh, man. You know, we we don't know. We we we're still trying to to grasp that. But I agree I that, that that is a positive thing to look at it in some ways. Um, I hope you know if it when it when it does end our. You know, we're we're relieved to know that it's you know if you've had it, you can't spread it or whatever, um, right? Or you can't catch it. So there's a lot of things. Like I said, they don't know about this because it's still, you know, like they call it a novice. They call it a novice virus or a novice flu or whatever they call novel. it. Novel. Novel. That's right. Novel. And novel. Um, that means new. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that they're studying, and they're not going to have all the answers right away. Um, I would just. On the fan side, this is a time to really support musicians. Mm-hmm. And how can you do yeah. that? You know, what, what can you do? Well, buy their music, buy their merchandise. Yeah. You know, the money that yeah. you, you are going to spend on these concerts and tours, um, you know, take some of that money when you get the refund and, and, and buy one of their CDs or buy um, one, you know, download one of their albums and buy it that way or buy a shirt, buy a hat, buy a you know, uh, a scarf or whatever they sell on their merch site. You got to do that. Um, that's going to help. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, that poll, that poll gives me hope because if that audience is still there, that's, that's a lot of people that people come together and they can make things happen. Right. So since we can't go out to the venues, 
we have to come together on the online platform and we have to support musicians who, again, you know, if you read this study, it was depressing before this happened. So it's, you know, doubly depressing now. But we can actually, I have been uh, watching tons of concerts on uh, Facebook um, and everybody's got their Venmo up and their virtual tip jars. And, you know, it's, it's the exponential, uh, it's the power of exponential growth, right? So if I give five bucks, that's not going to help. But if I share that live stream with 10 or 15 of my friends, I have 2,500 friends on Facebook, then they throw in five bucks. And if they share it with five of their friends, you know, let's spread that instead of COVID, right? Let's spread that. And I've been picking three or four concerts a week and literally that's 20 bucks, five bucks each. And I've been sharing it with 10 to 15 people. So if I can do that and 40% of your, your poll is ready to go out to a concert right now to support musicians, we have to move that to Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and Instagram. That's how I think we can make an impact. Plus, supporting their merch and hitting their website. Yeah, it's really important. And I know for some people it's it's difficult now. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people have been put out of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but do what you can. I mean, even if it's a buck, uh, a couple bucks. Even if it's a share. Yeah, even if, yeah, exactly, Christy. That's a great point. Even if it's the share to your friends, you know, on your to your friends on Facebook or who you know wherever whatever social media platform you use, that's so important. So if you can't you know give any money, share and share as much as you can because you know we want those people to continue to make music and to feel somewhat you know I mean I know it's hard to feel good about yourself at these you know, within this moment, but um, you know feel good about themselves too as well and, and keep writing music and keep being inspired and. Um, you know, really be happy with, with the audience that they're building. You know, this study here that was put out, I mean, there's a lot of revelations in here about things that maybe we already knew as people, but maybe we didn't know the numbers and percentages. Um, you know, when, I, when I'm looking at this study here and I, I'm, I'm looking at the substance abuse problem, which is a huge issue in the yeah. music industry, you know, it, it's six and a half times more likely to have used ecstasy, 13 and a half times more likely to use LSD, almost three yeah. times more likely to use heroin, over three yeah. and or three and a half times more likely to use meth, you know, 31, yeah. um, four times, or I'm sorry, twice as much um, in terms of alcohol use. So when we yeah. talk about what depression does and, and what people do when they have depression or anxiety, what, what they turn to is drugs and alcohol. And yep. it feeds into the disease of depression. It feeds yep. into the disease of anxiety. And it just keeps feeding it and feeding it. And it gives them short-term comfort. And sometimes that's you know, what they need. You know, that, that's enough for them. And it becomes shorter and shorter to become, you know, they're so, they're so addicted. You don't know if the sickness is the addiction or if the sickness is the, the depression. It's a kind of a twofold thing. So... Um, it's a very interesting study. Uh, I expect more. I mean, this was released in 2018. I expect, yeah. you know, somewhat of a follow-up to this, you know, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen if there was anything put out this past year. I didn't mm-hmm. see anything. So I don't know if this is 
you know, if they're still compiling data from another survey. But I expect more and more of this to come out as years go by. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is, you know, if you are suffering, um, this is when, you know, you're going to have to reach out. You're going to have to reach out to Music Cares. And there are some other um, links. And I have one for the UK, um, uh, Music Minds Matter. Uh, they did put out a survey uh, with the, um, with, uh, uh, I can't, I can't remember what it was like, Republic, and basically the same information. So it was almost exactly the same numbers. You know, musicians are um, um, 50% more, uh, they're using alcohol and drugs 50% more than the uh, general population, basically, um, which is a staggering number when you look at it, especially alcohol. Um, what I think is important is that if you have friends that are musicians, now is the time to reach out and see how they're doing and check on them. And maybe if you can find a resource for them and, uh, and have a conversation and say, Hey, you know, I got a phone number here for you. I think, you know, just go ahead and take it down. And when you, when it's the right time, make that call. And, we need to check on them and we need to make sure that they're okay. Um, helping them apply online for unemployment. Gig workers can now finally uh, qualify for unemployment, which independent contractors have never been able to do that before. So, you know, if you know somebody whose income just dried up, make sure you reach out and say, Hey, you know, can I help you? Do you need some help online? Can I look anything up for you? You know, how can I help you? Um, because I think that's what we can do right now. So we, if we can do something, I think we should. Yeah, it's all like I said before, we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, we all have our, our issues that we have and you know, it's just, um, it's going to be a tough time and it's going to be tough for a while for a lot of musicians. I wish I had, you know, we offered some words of encouragement of when this gets back, but during this whole thing, I mean, you know, we, we have to band together and we have to share what we can, you know, I mean, we're all friends or we all have our Facebook pages that we like and we all have, you know, bands that we follow on Twitter especially the newer bands, you know, the newer bands yeah. that are up and coming right now, which we do a lot with the hook rocks with, you know, the new music spotlights and showcasing them on the, on the Twitter feed. You know, those are the guys that are really vulnerable right now because, yeah. you know, a lot of them don't have financial backing. There are a few that do, but a lot of them don't. And yeah, they're they, indies. yeah I mean, uh, you can go back and listen to some of the interviews that, I've done and, 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 and listen to what they say, you know, some of these artists that I can think of at the top of my head were maybe relying on cruises to make, yeah. a, make their money. Um, not just new yeah. bands, but even, even your, your mm-hmm. favorites from the eighties and nineties, you know, they have these cruises yeah. and a lot, a lot reason why a lot of these bands go on these cruises is because they pay extremely well. I don't see the cruise industry doing much this year no. into next year. 
based on what's been happening. So that's going to be a huge, a huge source of income that's not going to come back, at least for the immediate future. Exactly. A lot of these newer bands were planning on playing in festivals and getting exposure uh, um, yeah. this summer. You know, whether it was Coachella, whether it was South by Southwest, South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is, a lot of them were, were planning on going overseas to the UK and doing yeah. some festivals too, as well. And you oh, know, yeah. they're not going to get that exposure, which is going to kind of put them behind. And I know they're all thinking of that stuff. You know, I know exactly. they're thinking of I, I know they're thinking of lost opportunities going on this year. And a lot of oh, them yeah. had a lot of them had some awesome momentum. Rock and roll had some awesome momentum well, up uh, until February. Uh, um, yeah. and that's kind of been put on pause, unfortunately. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm still supporting. I'm fortunate to be in an industry right now that is a considered essential. I work for a company that designs and builds uh, apartments and multifamily housing. So we're still working and knock on wood, you know, um, that can happen. So I am a big fan of Patreon. Um, uh, I have not cut back. I'm supporting three artists. Um, not a whole lot per month, but a little something. Again, when we, you know, chip in a little bit and other people chip in a little bit, it really helps. Uh, one is an established artist. One is a, a vocalist. And I support these two crazy guys who do music reviews out of Las Vegas. They're really funny. Um, literally five bucks, ten bucks here, five bucks there, you know, and it really helps. Um, I found that other study, uh, Jay, it was um, out of Sweden uh, with Billboard, and it was through um, the record union, and I'm looking through the statistics here, um, 51%, they found do self-medicate, and those are in the age group was 18 to 25, and so basically the, the study was, showed the same numbers as the one that uh, we have in 2017. Unfortunately, um, and so I mix this out of Sweden and out of Europe. So there's not a lot of difference between what's going on in the United States and what's going on um, overseas. So, and that's it's, the cool thing about the internet. The internet is if you do like a new band out of Finland or wherever, you and you have the ability, you can help them right now. You know. It is, it is tough, but we can all band together, and I keep stressing that. You know, we can keep helping yeah. these musicians as much as we can. And also, I think even the shares and the attempt to help will make them feel yeah. good, too, as well. Knowing that they're out there, knowing that people care about oh, yeah. them and their music. I, I know Pete Yorn, who I'm a huge fan of on his Facebook page, is doing yeah. these live sets a few times a week. Yep. You know, where he's playing five awesome. or six songs to to his fans. He's not even, I don't even think he's using a tip jar. But he's just doing it just to help people feel better and help people get through this. And that's awesome. I do, Cold stairs, too. Yeah. Chris has been uh, playing live and doing some songs. And no, he hasn't got a tip jar up there. But, you know, just commenting and saying, hey, thank you so much. I really love the music. The music's really helping me get through this time. And, and, and just interacting with them so that they don't feel so alone maybe we all have our comfort music right we have our comfort food oh, yeah. and we have our comfort you know music and i just 
you know, posted something earlier today, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday of what music do you utilize to comfort you? And it could be oh, anything. Yeah. I mean, there's really no right or wrong answer for, you know, for what you need to be, you know, to, to have and feel good and use that, you know, listen to that and let, the, let them know. I mean, if you have access to them on their Facebook page or their Twitter page, let them know that you're listening to their music uh, that help them make them feel better about themselves. But Oh, um, yeah, because we're depressed too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, our lives have completely changed. The entire world in a month is like something that it really is, you know, Omega Man or I Am Legend or whatever. So I'm depressed, and I put on an album or a CD, and it like helps me. I'm going to go to their Facebook page or wherever their, you know, Instagram or whatever, and I'm going to say, Thank you so much. I'm listening to this album over and over, and it's really helping me through my depression. Right? Easy. There's like 10 words. And can really, you know, make somebody's day to know that, because they're isolated, right? So they, musicians usually receive feedback when they play live, and that's where they understand, you know, where the where it all happens, where the magic happens for them. Not having that is, you know, they're in a void. So letting them know that their music is still important to you and still reaching you and still helping you, I think is a really important thing that we can do that doesn't cost anything really. You know, you've looked at this study, you've looked at this, you know, the, the, yeah. the stats from this, the study and research and, what do you think, yeah. and why do you think these, why do you think musicians are more prone to anxiety and depression? What's your opinion on that? They just have, there's so much on the line for them. You know, first of all, I don't think that it's easy to write something, unless you're going to sit down and write a song to write a song and make money, right? I'm talking about writing something from your heart. And then exposing that to other people and letting them see that and hear that or feel that and not knowing how they're going to respond to you. I mean, that causes me anxiety and I'm not even a musician, right? I mean, I, I'm like, huh? what if they don't, what, you know, that's anxi- that to me would cause a lot of anxiety right there putting your art out there for other people to judge. And I think that that came up a lot in the study as one of the reasons that they do have panic attacks and they are um, so anxious and have such high levels of anxiety because that's a pretty risky thing as a person. We're all kind of emotional creatures at the end of the day and people who put art together and, and put it out for you to listen to, basically you're judging it, right? So you're putting yourself out there to be judged by people you don't know. You're in a, you're, think, yeah, you're in a vulnerable state, right? And, and, right, and you're exactly. In, you know, when you're writing about something, whether it's a, you know, the love of your life or a love that got away or, right. you know, an issue that uh, you had growing up or you're exposing yourself, yourself emotionally. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and you're allowing it to be either accepted or not accepted by people who don't know you. And exactly. that's a that's a huge 
That's a, that's, that's, I mean, like you just said, I mean, I'm thinking about that now and I'm like, man, like, I, I don't know if I could ever do that. Um, <laughs> you know, no, I, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a single guy, you know, when, when I'm dating someone, I'm, t- I'm told, you know, that, that, that I, I, I never talk about my feelings. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, the, here you have musicians talking about their feelings and sharing themselves with you and exposing themselves with you. And yeah. not, not only do they have to allow themselves to be judged or that, that, that song to be judged on, you know, on, on them being vulnerable and allowing you to hear that, but they also have to reconnect with that moment too. That might be a source of heartache yeah. and a source of pain for them. Um, yeah. and not everything is a Van Halen and a kiss song, you know, not everything is no. it's cold gin time again and everybody wants some. And yeah. you know, when you're, when you're writing a song, that is about a moment in your life that was painful. You have to relive that pain. You have to reconnect with yeah. that pain. You may have not wanted to, and maybe something that you have maybe put in size and compartmentalized in your in your head, and and not allowed yourself to go there again. And now here yeah. you are, and now you're writing a song. Now you're putting it out there for people to hear, and you're yeah. like, you know, what if people think it sucks? Does, you know, what does that mean for me? What does that mean? So there's and you're a, trying to make a living on it too, right? Yeah, That's your yeah. Living. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I so I'm watching YouTube concerts. Like I'm working from home, and <laughs> which is fine. I'm on the laptop, but I'm just chewing up YouTube concerts. And I just saw one from Brooklyn with um the Rival Sons with Rival Sons the other day. And he told a story, Jay did, becoming the lead singer and the writer of a song called Jordan. Oh, and oh man. I knew the song, right? And But I didn't know the story behind the song. And then, of course, now I'm going to start crying. But, you know, talk about being in a vulnerable position and singing a song. And he says they play it every night because people came up to him and said, this song helped me through the toughest time of my life. And he goes, and that's why I play it. I play it because I know there's one to two people in that crowd every night. That's who it's for. They need to hear it, and I'm going to sing it. And he goes, and yeah, it does hurt him every time he sings it. And it does put him in that place. So, um, you know, I, I, I think when you combine all of that, of what they're doing with their craft is, and I think, people who play music for a living I think it's a calling and I think people who write songs like Rival Sons and um, Cold Stairs and um, and like Chris Cornell did I mean those are those are really personal songs they're really putting themselves out there and you know and the numbers from this survey um, bear out that you know they pay the price for it with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, harmful thoughts, alcohol, and drug addiction. You know, the Chris Trap episode with from the Cold Stairs and the New Music Spotlight. Uh, yeah. he was on in the fall, I think October was right. he, when he did he did my show, and he was telling his story. And I was listening to his story. When he got done, I was speechless. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to say next to him because it was such a 
emotional story. And it, I mean, he has been through, you know, the depths of hell, you know, with, with what he has gone through. It's a, it's a wonderful story about perseverance as well. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's the bad about the story, but there's a huge climb back on, you know, to the top of that mountain. When he's writing that stuff, I mean, having to go through all that stuff, having to reconnect it, relive it, like you just said, I mean, they're putting themselves on the line and going through that battle. I mean, it is a war within the war. It's the war of their mind of having to get through that. I'm glad you mentioned Cold Stairs because they're, you know, it brings me back to that new music spotlight that they they did um, that was just, um, you know, hearing his story. And there's others too. I mean, another one that is a very... A compelling story is Goodbye June in the story that, you know, they talk about that uh, Tyler talks about in, in, in Goodbye June is another one that is just about perseverance, but there's a lot of pain in there too. Oh yeah. Um, and that, that is commonplace for musicians. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, right. Uh, you know, I mean the cold stairs, I, I, I love them and I, you know, I, post on their Facebook like every time they put something out I just I love Chris he's really responsive we we've direct messages I mean he's just really cool dude their music calms me down it is saving me when I start stressing out about all of this that's going on I'm like okay I need to hear mountains or I need to hear waves and I put it on and I and it's like oh okay yeah I'm gonna be all right so I wanted to make sure that he knew and they knew their music is like saving me, you know? And, and I, and I think that's how we can help all the musicians that are out there sitting in their living rooms, living rooms, trying to figure out how they're going to make a living this year, you know, what's going to happen. I think we can reach out to them. And like you said, if we can't, ship in five bucks we can certainly share their links we can share their website we can share their merch pages um but i think letting them know letting them hear our voices that we haven't gone away you know and that from your poll people are ready to come back and so when we can hopefully knock on wood even if it's in a year or a year and a half we can all get back together and celebrate live music together is going to be awesome in the meantime we need to reach out how we can and help them that's my opinion yeah i mean they've given us so much right their music has has connected with us their life experiences have been very similar to ours and we connect with their music and that's why we love their music right that's why we buy their music that's why we go see them live is because they've written something that's touched us that's made us feel good that has given us good memories good times so let's give back exactly. to them as, as best we can at this time and do what, you know, they've done for us and, and supported them. And, exactly. You know, whether they're just a band that, uh, that is trying to make it, support them. Let them know that you enjoy what they do and you like what they do because this is a difficult time. They're trying to figure themselves out and trying to get exactly. through this and they don't know. And there's a lot of anxiety with people just uh-huh. in general. I mean, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah anxiety levels a level uh i'm on I'm on eleven for anxiety <laughs> yeah it, it, if you you know I, and I know some people may be listening to this and they may not connect with what we're talking about if you're not in a hot zone right now um with the with yeah. covid nineteen 
you may not understand what we're talking about. I this is yeah. this will be going into week four where I've been inside the house and not going out except for yeah. essentials, which is pharmacy, um, grocery store, or bank, right. basically to right. to do whatever we need to do. We've been told. I know Christy's in on, in California. I think her peak is probably at the end of April, yeah. but but our peak in Chicago is over the next fourteen days, probably starting around yeah. Thursday. Same thing with New York, yeah. same thing with New Jersey, a lot of states on the East Coast. Michigan, I believe, too, as well. Um, a lot of people are going to die um, over the next yeah. couple of weeks. So, yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's a very tense yeah, time. We've already, oh, yeah, we've already lost some great musicians and, and talent already to COVID. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, rest in peace to them. We're all going to lose somebody, I think, which is, is horrible. And, you know, when you look at this study from two years ago, three years ago now, uh, if seven out of 10 musicians were suffering then, you know, that is probably 10 out of 10 or 9.5 out of 10 now. And plus all the fans suffering too. So, um, you know, I love the hashtag um, alone together because we are. Um, so, you know, just take a couple, you know, 15, 20 minutes out of your day, or if you've got more time cause you're at home and, um, just reach out, you know, and if you're suffering, definitely reach out to somebody, please. Yeah. Um, and if you're a musician that is really kind of at the end of your rope, um, definitely, definitely reach out. Jay is going to put some great links on on this podcast and you know it's yeah we're all alone you know but we're not really alone no we're just separated for now yeah exactly perfect way to put it and perfect way to end the conversation cool awesome jay well thank you everybody take care out there yes You're, you're welcome jay yeah thank you very much stay healthy stay strong do it do your part to be social we'll all get through this together. You know, I mean, it's going to be tough, but we can all do it. We've all been through tough times and challenges before. We can all overcome them and persevere them. And, you know, this is a pretty big one. So we all need all hands on deck. Um, exactly. Once again, okay. yeah. Once again, everybody, Jay Scott, The Hook Rocks. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know it was a tough one, but hopefully it uh, shed some light on some things and educated you on a few different subjects that uh, musicians deal with and what we're all dealing with right now. So take care, everybody, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.